0: What's happening everybody? Welcome to another episode I mean, of the I'm tell the lucky TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields. Got a good show for you today. Um and you know if uh if you had a little bit of a sense of what's going on in the world right now, you know exactly where I'm gonna go. And that is uh, I'm gonna touch on plenty of uh of this uh George Floyd The unfortunate death at the hands of the police of uh, George Floyd. Touch on racism and the police brutality that's been hindering this country in America for as long as this country has been around. I'm going to touch on that. That cannot be ignored under any circumstances. Um, I'm also going to touch on later in the program two uh, 10-year anniversaries. Of significant moments in baseball's history, the 29th of May, which was yours truly's 18th birthday, as a matter of fact, which I will get on, or not get on, but I will touch on later on in the program. The 10-year anniversary of the late Roy Holiday's perfect game against the Miami, then the Florida Marlins, was on the 29th of May, 2010, yours truly's 8th birthday. I'll touch on that, and I'll also touch on the 10-year anniversary, which will be tomorrow, June the 2nd of Then Detroit Tigers starting pitcher Armando Galarraga's imperfect game. That, of course, was screwed up by uh, Jim Joyce, and I'll get into that. And, of course, recap my 18th birthday and what it was like turning 18 in the midst of a pandemic. No less with this stuff going on in Minneapolis. But before I touch on what's been going on in, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Ladies and gentlemen, I am tired. I am tired. I am not physically tired because I had a good night's sleep last night. I am sick and freaking tired of the constant racism, the constant the constant dehumanization. And just I'm sick of all the garbage, the garbage that members of my people, the African American, the black community here in America have to put up with. I, I'm I'm really sick and freaking tired of it. I i I am so I'm done. I, I'm done I, I I cannot take this anymore. I can't take it. I cannot take it. And I got plenty to say before I get to the George Floyd incident. Do you, Do you know why this George Floyd incident hit so hard? Because last week, in Central Park in New York City, a white woman by the name of Amy Cooper... Decided that she was essentially going to use her whiteness as a weapon to criminalize a brother who simply put told her, You gotta put your dog on a leash. There's there's a rule in Central Park that you have that you must have your dogs. If you're gonna walk in the central park, you must have your dogs on a leash. That's the rule. She takes a dog off the leash. Black God Brothers recording. You know, you gotta have your dog on the leash. What does she do? Uh, dials one. Uh, there's an African American man uh, threatening me. Shut up. Pl- shut up. Will you please shut up? Will you please shut up? An uh, African American man threatening me. Oh, uh, uh, someone called the police. There's an African American man. No, she didn't say black. It's just it is an African American male threatening me. And you, and you, and if you watch the video, you can hear the strain and the distress in her voice. Because if you have any idea and any clue of American history, is that when there's a white woman. And if there's a white woman with a voice in distress, people are going to come running, especially if she claims that a black man, if she feels threatened by a black man, a la Emmett Till. And if you don't know who Emmett Till is, pause this podcast and go do some homework. Cause that is exactly the same thing that got Emmett Till lynched, the exact same thing. See, eh, he's threatening me. He wasn't. Th- he wasn't threatening a damn thing. Shut up. Threatening. You got There's laws. There's rules, and a rule is is that if you're in Central Park with a dog, you have to have him on the leash. He didn't have your dog on the leash. Then he got the nervous to and call the police on the brother. Really? Your dog was off the leash. You are the one that was breaking the laws. Not him. You. Then she's got the nervous to appear and, and give some bullcrap apology saying, say, Well, I'm not racist the hell you are you are racist when you use your whiteness and your white privilege to get a minority especially a a, a, a black man in trouble you are racist because you knew because you know good and damn well that if the police would have shown up they would have had his name on his neck like they did george floyd you know good and damn well what you were doing So I don't want to hear none of this bullcrap about, well, I'm not racist. Shut up. Yeah, you are. You know good and freaking well what you were doing. You were using your whiteness to get him in trouble. You were using race as a weapon to potentially either get him in trouble or kill him. Calling the cops for something stupid. Keep your damn dog on the leash and mind your business. So I'm number one. I'm number two. George Floyd, a man who was in his mid 40s, who was killed by cop Derek Chauvin, who put his who had him that who pinned him down to the ground and put his knee to his neck, hands in pockets. He didn't kill nobody, ladies and gentlemen. He didn't rape anybody, he didn't beat anybody. You know it was over? A forged twenty dollar bill. I don't I don't think y'all heard me, so I'm saying it again. Over a forged twenty dollar bill. this is what I mean when I say I'm sick and tired of this bullcrap. I am so freaking sick and damn tired of reading the news, going through my Twitter feed, or whatever, and seeing that yet another unarmed black person, another unarmed black man, basically was killed at the hands of the police over a victimless crime, to say the least. A forged $20 bill. But yet, when the same deranged snakes juggling, juggling knives in their heads White school shooters shoot up a school and blow away 50 people. We get hands behind the back, stand up, hands on the wall. They're all they're all gentle with them. But when it comes to a brother that either didn't commit, that was falsely accused of a crime or had a violation or a crime that doesn't fit the punishment, we essentially gotta rag them and beat the crap out of them as if, as if they're, dare I say, slaves. Really. Really? He said, I can't breathe. You can hear him. He can't breathe. The damn cops got his knee to his neck, cutting off his air circulation. He called for his mother because he he was dying. He did this for nine minutes. Nine minutes. With his knee on his neck and four of the cops that have their hands up their ass. that didn't even bother to do anything about it. And you all wonder why y'all scream and shout. And why people protest. And why Kaepernick took a knee. And why people feel the need to set buildings on fire. You wonder why that happens. You wonder why that happens. Because we as a black people are getting sick and freaking tired of putting up with this nonsense. It's 2020, not 1920, 2020. Dr. King's been dead for over 50 years. What more do we have to do? How many times do we have to protest? How many times do we have to march? How many how many times do we have to tweet? How many times do we have to keep on putting out this nonsense before something gets done? This cop had eighteen freaking complaints and two disciplinary actions against them. Two out of eighteen. This chump should have been fired at the fir- at the third complaint he got. I don't care. 18 complaints. Why in the hell is he still on the damn task force? Police force. And it took him four days. Four days. It's quarantine. What do you think? He's out uh, staying on the slopes in Salt Lake City, Utah? Four days to arrest one cop! The rest of them that sat there and watched with their thumb up their ass, they should be thrown in the slammer! So it's enough already! I'm sick and tired of this! He kept his nigga on his neck when he was non responsible for three minutes! How many times? How many freaking times do we have to put up with this? How many? Enough's enough. This isn't about politics. This is about human rights. Because I know good and well that if it was a black cop with a knee on an unarmed white man, they'd raise holy hell and he would have been fired in 30 seconds. And arrested and thrown in jail. Throw away the key. And I got the president of the United States talking about total lack of leadership and the very weak radical left mayor, Jacob Frey. Donald, do us all a favor. Get the hell off of Twitter and shut the hell up. You're 73, 74 years old. Get the hell off Twitter. Get more important things. Get off Twitter. Radical. Shut up. Because he had the balls to sit up in a press conference to say that this behavior by police will not be tolerated. He fired him right then and there on the spot. Tell my about National Guard when the looting starts and shooting starts. Really? who, who? Who acts and who says things like that? Who does? That ain't presidential, presidential, my ass. Talk about the thugs dishonoring George Floyd. Now the thugs, the thugs are those dirty, rotten piece of crap cops that ki- that killed the man, had his knee on his neck when he was unresponsive for three minutes, and the rest of sat there and watched. Like it was some form of a freaking talent show. Those are your thugs. The looting starts, the shooting starts. Shut up, Donald Trump. You don't help. All you do is you just wreak more havoc and and, and stir up more turmoil and add more grease to the fire. Shut up and get off Twitter. You don't help. And I got Mike Pence, this fraud. Come out praising peaceful protests, yet stays the walkout at a 49ers cult game because they kneeled with in solidarity uh, with Kaepernick. He's a fraud. I'm sick of Pence too. Shut up. And then, how in the world do you arrest a CNN news crew before you arrest the cop that killed Floyd? What, because they were standing on the wrong way? Where are you idiots' priorities at? They will arrest a black guy doing his job as a news reporter before they arrest a white guy who basically choked a black man to death over a forged $20 bill. He didn't walk up into a school with the AR-15 and blow away 50 people. And I got Candace Owens, this clown, this tool, this joke, that sits up here and has the nerve and the chutzpah that sit up here and call black people trained chimpanzees when, when black, for when, how we react when a black person gets killed. The trained chimpanzee is you, you clown. We get outraged and we get upset and we protest because we know that that could be us in a heartbeat. That could be me. That could be Jackson Smith. That could be my brother. That could be anybody. Because we live in a country where, where being black, being African American is considered a, an unwritten crime. And Malcolm X said something. About the people like Candace Owens that talk out of their ass about, and, and they're spewing a whole bunch of uh, garbage talking points. Listen to this. But whenever a black man stands up and says something that white people don't like, then the first thing that white man does is run around to try and find somebody to say something to, to uh, offset what has just been said. That's what Malcolm X said. That's what he said. So that offset what's just been said. To spew that, that, what, that g- little garbage opinion, garbage talking point. And did y'all see a 90-year-old grandmother get between armed cops and, and her grandson because he ran a few red lights? And they pulled out a gun on them. Really? We live in a world today. We pull out guns on people for traffic violations now. Really? And for all you idiots, you buffoons, you jerks, you clowns, you people that have no sense of reality and lack any compassion whatsoever, and I'm talking to that jackass Laura Ingram and that jackass Candace Owens and that jackass Jason Whitlock and any you other dopes that simply want to change the narrative of the George Floyd, do yourself and do all of us a favor. Shut up, get off Twitter, get off television, and go to hell! They said, well, "What about black or black crime?" George Floyd spoke out against him before you killed him. For God's sakes! And Laura Ingram has the nerve to bring on Mark Furman on her show on Fox News Friday night, a known racist who was quoted for saying that he basically likes to beat up black people and basically kill them for sport. Again, Laura Ingram, get the hell off television, get off Twitter, and go to hell. And in case y'all haven't realized this, there's there's only so much me and Stephen A. Smith and all the you know the black people. That me, there's only so much we can do. There's only so many times we can march, we can protest, we can get on podcasts, we can get on radio shows, we can get on TV shows, we can get on Twitter and get on Instagram. There's only so many times get on YouTube. There's only so much we can do. This is white America's problem. Stuff ain't going to change unless unless the good white folks and there's plenty of you all out there that take a stand and say to hell with the popularity and the followers bullcrap and take a stand against this garbage. How many times can we do it? How many times? Jalen Rose was right, right. America loves black culture, but for whatever the reason, they don't love black people. No, no, It can't work that way. You can't steal our culture, steal our music, steal our haircuts, steal our clothes, style, steal our food, and And then, when it comes to us physical black people, the person, you know, like, nah, that's fine. We'll, you know, a $420 bill to put his needle to his neck and kill him. Or, or you know, he, run, he runs a red light or two, let's pull out our guns and attempt to shoot him. Doesn't work that way. We need more of the, and I'm a name, you. The white celebrities and the white athletes that, that that have done a good job and called this out. We need more the Taylor Swifts of the world. The Pit Bulls of the world. The Reese Witherspoons. Now, Pit Bull isn't. He's, he's a white Cuban, but you get the idea. The Reese Witherspoons of the world. The Brie Larson's of the world. The Alyssa Milano's of the world. The Jesse Lee Suffers of the world. Red Link from Good Mythical More. need more of them. The Ronda Rousey's. The Clippers owner Steve Ballmer. Steve Kerr's. Steve Nash's. Carson Wentz, Zach Ertz, Chris Long, Joe Burrow, who sat there and hasn't even played an official down in the NFL yet, but he knows what's up. Saying that we, need, us white people, we need to do a better job because our, our fellow brothers and sisters in the black community, they need us right now. Trevor Williams, Pete Alonzo, Adam Schefters, Albert Brios, Ian Rappaport, Cynthia Freelands, Linda Cohen, Evan Cohen. And even Liv Cowherd, who's, who, who, who's been retweeting stuff on her Twitter page. Good job by her, and good job by her father, too. Both of them, good job by them both. White people need advice, they need, they need to call, if, if, you are, if you're anti-racism, you need to call out this stuff. This ain't about no choices no more. You need to call out this racist foolishness because that in which you ignore, you empower. And you do us no favors by staying silent. And you know, the Patrick Mahomes of the world, you know, last time I checked, son, look, the kinkiness of your hair, use, use a black man. Don't get it twisted. Where's Patrick Mahomes? Where's his dopey girlfriend? Where's that press guy who did nothing but bend over and kiss Jerry Jones' ass when it came to the to the anthem protest? Where's he at? He's black, too. He, he can't escape from this. Mayfield, what about you? Rocklesburg, I'm waiting to hear something. Brady, I'm waiting to hear something. Manning, I'm waiting to hear something. Harper, I'm waiting to hear something. Snell, I'm waiting to hear something. Nolan Arenado, I'm waiting to hear something. Bauer, I'm ready to hear something. Real you talk about everything underneath the sun, but to hell with, 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 with uh, killing black people, right? Sh- I need you to hear something. I need to hear that wife of yours to say something. And the Kardashians, especially, who is notorious and infamous of making money off of black, off of black men, whether it be dating them, whether it be the birthing their children, or in Kim Kardashian's case, loading loading your behind and titties with so much freaking plastic and concrete that you try to look like a a, a, a thick black woman. Where are they at? Where are they at? Kylie Jenner, the the fraud, quote unquote, self made billionaire. Where are you at? With that, with, with your, with your, with your daughter Stormy. Where are you at? Kim Kardashian. Where are you at? Khloe Kardashian? Where, 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 where are the Kardashians and the Jenners at? Please. Someone send out a signal for them. This stuff's been going on since Thursday, and they're nowhere to be found. I'm sick and tired of this nonsense. I am, I am. I've had it up to here with it. I, I, I can't tolerate. I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. I'm not going to. And if, and if that means to fight, when I make it and I get myself organized later in my life, I gotta go out there and march. So be it. Cause this ain't this ain't politics. This is human rights. This is human rights, and for, and white America needs to start realizing that that we ain't putting up with this oppression and this dehumanization against our people anymore. We're sick and, we're sick and tired of it. We've gone through too much, and too many lives have been uh, perished for us to basically stay silent and, and keep on putting up this nonsense. It's 2020. Enough's enough. I, I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of this nonsense. You racist piece of filth cops that want to do nothing but basically abuse your power and and kill as much black people you can put your hands on, do yourself a favor, turn in your badge, and, and exit stage left into your local prison. And, and do yourself a favor, throw away the key and stay in there for life. And you good, good cops, you good white cops out there, do your part. Continue being good cops that doesn't abuse their power. March with us, like that cop out in Flint, Michigan, or that other cop I saw this weekend that was uh, that was hugging a, a, a black teenager that was in tears. Those 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 good boys, those good those good cops, keep doing what you're doing. But for the ones that are racist, that are low life piece of filth that want to do nothing but take black people's lives over stupid nonsensical stupid crap stupid stuff do yourself a favor turn in your gun and your badge exchange your police uniform with an orange jumpsuit and do us all a favor and sit there and rot in jail i don't give a damn if you got a share. if i don't give a damn if you share a cell with bill cosby or r kelly i don't care enough's enough and white america that you know and white america this is your problem. Those of you all that are good people out there and you know who you are, you need to do yourself and do us a favor and speak out against, speak up and speak out against this nonsense. Because that in which you ignore, you empower. This ain't about no choices. This isn't about politics. This is human rights. Black people are are unjustifiably being persecuted and killed in this country. All because of the color of our skin. Enough's enough. We are not putting up with this anymore. We're not. I am a proud black man. If that means I gotta take a half hour... To speak out against this stuff. So be it. And let me tell you something. I don't give a damn. If I lose Twitter followers. I, I I don't care about that stuff. Because what's right is right. And what's wrong is wrong. And this stuff needs to be said. I don't care. What y'all think. And what y'all say. I I, I, I really don't give a damn. Enough's enough. Because any day of the week, it could be my uncle, my uncles, my brother, my father, my grandfather, my cousins, my friends, or even me. And you know good and well, that if the tables were turned and it was black cops unlawfully and unright and and wrongly killing unarmed white people just your white men our black behind would be in jail so freaking fast it would make your head spin this ain't about no because if you're silent you're complicit and if you're complicit you're not part of the solution. You're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. I'll be back. We'll talk some sports. I'm a T.I.S. podcast. Rest in peace, George Floyd. Black lives do matter. Back after this. this must change and we will require change and I'll tell you something else it's the older generation that's basically perpetrating all of this because if you notice the majority of people from of my generation and the generation prior to mine they, they they're sick and tired of this they, they, we, they really or I should say we really are it's, it's not just black, There's white people too cause we, cause we In our eyes, we look at each other As equals You're not better than me cause I'm black Cause I'm white and you're black It doesn't matter, you know Our friend groups are Are uh, Intraraced Or interracial I should say You know, some people that Date interracial Marry interracial you know, it's, uh, it's the younger generation that's really is like, can y'all, like, get out of, like, 1945, please? But it's this older and still ignorant and stupid generation that's still stuck in the past. That's passing down this racist behavior through the generations. Because eventually, those old heads that are still passing down this racist and and disgusting attitudes will eventually die out. Welcome back to Metallica TIS Podcast. Um, switching gears now to sports. Um, uh, tomorrow, June the 2nd, will be the 10 year anniversary of Orlando Galarraga's m perfect game. Uh game was played June 2nd, 2010 between the Cleveland Indians and the Detroit Tigers. Manny Acta was the Indians manager at the time. The great Jim Leland was the Tigers manager at the time. Um the only run in the game was by Miguel Cabrera or she's not the only one in the game. Excuse me. Um, the scoring led off with the Miguel Cabrera solo home run in the second inning. And then in the eighth inning, uh, Austin Jackson singled and then advanced on an infield hit hit by Johnny Damon. Jackson and Johnny Damon scored on a single by Maglio Ordonez and a throwing error by Sin Chu, Chu. And that scoring took place in the bottom of the eighth inning. Um, and uh, let's see... And just in the in the history behind that is that um is uh Dallas Braden had thrown a perfect game about what uh, less than a month prior on Mother's Day. So and it was and it was gonna be hit and it was gonna be history that uh you know of uh let me see if I can get the historical context for you. Um. Yeah. So four days before Armando Galarraga's near perfect outing, Roy Halladay pitched a perfect game, which I'll bring up in a second. Um, with the Phillies on the 29th, which was what four? Which was four, which four? Which was four days prior. Dallas Braden, 20 days prior to Armando Galarraga's outing, threw a perfect game against the A's. And Holiday and Braden's perfect game had been the first pair of perfect games to occur in the same season in the modern era, let alone the same month. And Jim Joyce worked second base in the Braden, uh, in the Dallas Braden perfect game. And the span between Bra- I'm giving you a little bit of Holiday now. You know I might as well bring it up. I'm going to bring them up anyway. But Braden and Holiday's perfect games was the shortest span of two perfect games since 1880. And Galarraga's w- would have been, you know, the fourth, a uh, second perfect game in a four-day period. But um, so let me give you, uh, so let me give you uh, Galarraga's line. He went, he co- he of course had a complete game, gave up the one hit, three strikeouts, of course. Um, and I and I do, and I remember me personally. I remember the recollection of that game very, very well. Uh, the ball. So the ball. Uh, let me give you a little bit of a uh, give you the play by play here. Um, top of the inning. Um, Austin Jackson. So, and if you if you if you are a baseball fan, and an average baseball uh watcher, you notice that with every no hitter and or perfect game, there's a stupendous. How did he do that play? And at least every single one of them, you know. Dwayne Wise, um, Dwayne Wise, unbelievable catch when Mark Burley pitched his perfect game in 2009. The unbelievable catch when I think it was Matt Kane who threw a, a no-hitter against the uh, Houston Astros, I forget the year. But uh, it's, uh, it's always like a stupendous play in nearly every no-hitter or perfect game that, that basically preserves the no-hitter of the perfect game. And you know, also, so and Austin Jackson made an unbelievable over the shoulder catch to retire uh, Mark Gruzelot Grusilla, whatever his name is for you know to start out at the top of the ninth, and then um, and then Mike Redmond hit a you know hit a grounder to second base for the second out of the inning, and then Jason Donald is his name. Jason Donald, of the Cleveland Indians hit a soft ground ball to first base Miguel Cabrera that he had to go to his right to retrieve. Threw it to Armando Gallarago, who came off the pitcher's mound to go play the ball at first base. And Jim Joyce ruled him safe. Ruled him safe. And the replay clearly shows that Galarraga got there in first base in time and that should have indeed been the 27th out and a perfect game should have been Armando Galarraga's. But Jim Joyce, but Jim Joyce made the mistake and clearly I don't know what it, he wasn't paying attention, I don't know what it was, but but he, he admitted that he blew the call. He admitted that he blew the call. And the Detroit Tigers dugout, Jim Leyland especially, went livid on him. And when Jim Joyce got into his locker room after the game, he looked at the replay, and, and he and he and he admitted it, like a man to his credit, that he blew the call. He 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 flat out blew the call. He was out. Game should have been over. It should have been a perfect game and a believe and an unbelievable set of 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 essentially a month of baseball with essentially three no hitters in a month span with Bradens on Mother's Day, Roy Holidays on the 29th, and then Galarraga's on June the 2nd. But but it didn't happen. And you know, and replay and the only replay that was used was on home run fair or foul boundary plays. It was the, that was the only form of replay at the time was used in Major League Baseball. Of course if that play would have occurred, you know, in 2020, 2019, they would have easily have gone, Jim Leland with, you know, Calm would have, a, you know, told the umpires to go to replay, would have looked at the replay, they would have, you know, looked at it for about 30 seconds, saw that he was set, saw that he was out, Jim Joyce would have took off the headset, called him out, and in a place would have erupted, and he would have had his perfect game, but because Instant replay wasn't as the, wasn't uh as wasn't the system of instant replay and manager challenges wasn't you know it wasn't a thing back then and the only thing you could basically review is if a ball was fair or foul with a, you know fair or foul or if uh or the little yellow boundary line on the on the uh on the outfield wall that was the only thing you could use replay for and it wasn't up to the managers. It was re- it was really up to uh, it was you know it was up to the umpires, but and Jim Joyce to his credit admitted that he blew the call. He said you know he said that the kid pitched his hind parts off all night long and he just sat up there and he and he flat out blew the call and he and he was embarrassed by it and and, and he and he and he feels guilty about it and then the next and then Amando Galarraga too also to his credit he didn't flip out on him he didn't. You know, he didn't yell. He didn't cuss him out. He didn't. He didn't do any of that. And we got there in front of the cameras. He's like, "Well, hey, everyone. You know, no one's perfect." And he he did a really good job of basically giving Jim Joyce the benefit of the doubt because there would have been a lot of baseball players back then and now, or just common fans for that matter, that would have blown a fuse at Jim Joyce. But to Joyce's credit, he who he he ended up wor- the. It was a day game. The following day on June the third, he worked home plate that day, and Jim Joyce with essentially tears in his eyes. He you know and he exchanged lineup cards with Galarraga, and you know and you see that, and he gives him a, a, a playful shove, and you know and, and if you heard that the two like met you know behind closed doors. You know, telling him that he blew the call and he apologized and they embraced and they forgiven each other and all that sort of stuff. But that was 10 years ago tomorrow, June the 2nd. What was 10 years ago on Friday on my birthday was Roy Holiday's perfect game against the Miami, against the uh, Miami Marlins, who who was then called the uh, who was then called the Florida Marlins that played at, uh, at Old Dolphin Stadium. Uh, where uh, you know now uh, what is it called? Uh, Hard Rock Stadium, where the Dolph, where of course the Miami Dolphins play. But on the 29th of May 2010, struck at Roy Halladay struck out 11, had a perfect game. First time in the modern era that two pitchers threw a perfect game in the same month. Um, of- Charlie Manuel was the Phillies manager. Freddie Gonzalez now part of the Orioles coaching staff. Was uh, the Marlins manager? Um, let's see if I can give you his line here. Uh, he went, of course, nine innings, struck out eleven, perfect game. Um, Josh Johnson was the pitcher for the uh, was the pitcher for the Marlins when seven innings gave up seven hits, one run, and six strikeouts. The only uh, let's see the only run in the game was courtesy of a scored one run that was in the top of the third and that was via a uh, let's see here that was off of a let's see I can find it. That was via a da da I'll find it in a minute, but uh, but the Phillies won the game, of course, one to nothing. Um, Roy right Holiday ended up pitching a no-hitter later that season, in uh, in the uh, in the N.O.D.S. against uh, the against the Cincinnati Reds on October sixth, um, and then of course the Gal Rockers game occurred four or five days later. Um, and then that game, it was interesting, that game was up against the first game of the 2010 Stanley Cup Final between the Philadelphia Flyers and the Chicago Blackhawks, and, you know, and when the, you know, and this arena was, was aware that he was pitching a perfect game, and of course, when he pitched the perfect game, you know, the arena, you know, was all loud, and, you know, and, uh, it was a fielding error is what gave, uh, is what of uh, courtesy of Cameron Maben that gave the uh, the Phillies their only run of the ball game, but uh, and of course the arena went up and erupted. But that game went up against Game One of the 2010 Stanley Cup Final between Pittsburgh and uh, Pittsburgh and Chicago, which is interesting. And ESPN aired an E60 on uh, Roy Holiday's pretty much the night of the of his perfect game. Uh, This past uh, Friday uh, on the uh, 29th. So there you go. Happy anniversary to Roy Holiday with his perfect game. And happy anniversary to Armando Galarraga's imperfect game. Both 10 years within a few days from each other. So there is that. Take a break, wrap up the show, have some fun. I'm going to recap my 18th birthday and give you my thoughts on that Graduate Together television special that aired on a Saturday, May the 16th. Don't go anywhere. Back with the Amitella Ketelia's podcast right after this. Welcome back to the TAS Podcast. Just dropped a few minutes ago. Patrick Mahomes actually did uh, uh, say something and speak out against uh, this uh, police brutality and spoke about the uh, the George Floyd scenario that came down a few minutes ago, uh, courtesy of Patrick Mahomes' uh, Twitter account. So we take him off our list of people that. Uh, of the white athlete that needs to step out and speak out against, uh, injustice, against social injustice against black people. But anyway, let's, uh, have some fun and last whatever it might be of our program today. Um, in case you didn't know, um, yours truly turned 18 on Friday. Um, 18 years ago on Friday, yours truly was born And came into this world at exactly 8.09 a.m., 8 pounds and 12 ounces, if I remember correctly, off of my birth certificate. um, To my parents, uh, Ronald Trevino Shields and uh, Rhea Michelle Shields, I was born not even two months, that my parents were not even married, not two months, Uh, my parents weren't even married two years uh, when I was born They got married in July of 2000 uh, So they were married For a year and about What? A year and 10 months They were married for a year and 10 months You know, newlyweds I guess you could say When uh, when I came in and basically Wrecked their world for better and for worse Um <laughs> I say that, I say that jokingly But no, it was a good birthday All things being considered Um, I got a, uh, uh, just a couple of highlights. I got a nice Nike Tiger Woods Frank shirt that has, um, I'm actually wearing it right now as a matter of fact, but I got this, uh, Nike, uh, this Nike Tiger Woods t-shirt. It's black and it has Tiger Woods' little initial logo with the TW down at the bottom, but below the little tiger head, which is his, uh. Which is uh, his um, golf club cozy, I guess you could call it, that he puts on his golf club that he that he names it Frank, of course, a little tiger that's on the front. I got that. Uh, I got a, uh, I got a new microphone cover from my Blue Yeti microphone, so hopefully the sound has uh, came, has come in a lot better um, this episode than in episodes uh, past. I got that. What else did I get? I got uh of course with the last dance, you know, I got a and I looked in my closet after the first night of the last dance and said, I ain't got much I got like a Jor- I got two pairs of Air Jordan shoes. I got the Jordan elevens and I got the, the Jordan ones and I got a you know, I got a Jordan jacket. But other than a jacket and two pairs of shoes, I don't have much of uh Air Jordan merchandise in my closet. So what did my parents do? They went out and they got me uh Jordan uh engineered you know, of, the, of that line of clothing, the uh, Jordan-engineered pants and the Jordan-engineered black long-sleeve uh, shirt for my birthday. It, you know, it's not going to, I mean, the doesn't help me now because we're in summertime, but, but, I, uh, but that's what I got. And when the weather cools down at the back end of the summer months, I'll be rocking that as much as possible. Hopefully, you know, Lord willing, uh, this coronavirus will be behind us so I can have or not have, but be a, you know, I can, places are open for me to go to and wear my, you know, wear my new nice clothes out to, uh, and things of that nature. Um, what else happened on my birthday? Uh, I got two cakes. I got a chocolate, I got two chocolate cakes, my favorite. Um, I've only had one slice though. It's just whatever reason I haven't been, cause I've been working out a lot with this orange theory, which is which has been, uh, which, you know, if you do it, it's, it ain't no joke. And if you haven't done it, it seriously isn't, isn't a joke. It looks easy, but when you actually get down and start doing it, it, shoot, my good, it's, it, it's a hell of a workout, I tell you that. So I've been staying away from like the cakes for the most part, you know, the sugary stuff I'll, I'll have, you know, you know, uh, a soda every now and then and, you know, and a bowl of ice cream, that's pretty much it, um, what else? Uh, tch, 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 I, had, I had my grandmother who stays at a retirement complex. Uh, the things have start the the you know like the the stay home the stay in laws have loosened up in the state of Maryland the last whatever it might be. So my saw we got our grandmother picked up a, my grandmother out of the uh, retirement community and uh, and brought her. To our house, uh, and she spent uh, what Friday night, Friday evening with us. And we, and because she doesn't have cable, we sat up and I watched the first four episodes of The Last Dance again. Um, And then yesterday, the 31st of May. Um, we had a, uh, we had a car parade, which in case you don't know, it's when basically you get everyone, you know, your friends and family, you get in your cars, you make signs, you buy balloons, you attach them to your car, you wind down the windows and you have your sign hanging out the window with your mask on and you basically cheer and, 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 hon- and honk your horns, you know, for a, a, you know, like a car. It's like a miniature birthday party almost because of the, you know, for the people that have had birthdays, roughly since what march the 13th yeah if you've had a birthday since march the 13th you know you know you know what it's like having a birthday during quarantine and for those of you who you know have a birthday essentially in january or february that are basically going to get off the hook without having a quarantine birthday lucky you but uh, if if you're not one of those people you know and that's what uh, and the way my house and the neighborhood and my house is in our house is here. We got a driveway. And then we got like a private street for the people for essentially the people that live up at at the quote unquote top of the hill. And and basically at the at the end of the little private street uh, to get to essentially all the homes is in uh, you know, it's one long street is the actual sunny metal lane that we all live on and that's where all the mailboxes are down at the end of the hill and my uh Brendan of course fan of the pro, fr- friend and friend fan and contributor to the program he he and his parents also showed up to the parade also Jacob Bull who I had what at the beginning of May I want to say beginning of May late April uh he also he his father and uh and, you know he and his father and his family also showed up, uh, to the parade among, uh, among my grandparents and my aunts and, and uncles and cousins and things of that nature, but, uh, and I got, and I, uh, made a, not made, but I also received, uh, quite a few, uh, cards of, uh, and with, uh, with money in them, and let's just say that you will surely, when quarantine is over, I'ma have, I'ma go on a little bit of a spending spree, spending spree, and I'll just leave it at that, um, and also i have to receive what about a few more gra- about a, a graduation gift or two from my parents so i'll be on the lookout for that um the graduate together uh TV, television special that aired on saturday may the 16th that aired on all the major uh new that aired on all the major uh networks abc nbc cbs fox msnbc and things of that nature and all over the internet Twitter, and face, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, there's no one I'm forgetting. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and maybe Twitter. I'm not sure, but you get the idea. Um, and we're hosted by LeBron James, and I wanted to wait until later to talk about it because my graduation would have been, my high school graduation would have been in a perfect world on my birthday, but it wasn't due to Corona, so I'll take the time to address it now. It was good. LeBron James, as always, did a fantastic job. You know, Liza Koshy and, you know, and all the people that were involved with that did an absolutely fantastic job. Would have liked if they would have had, you know, Bruno Mars. I, I, we, we could have used a, a Drake or a well-known hip-hop artist or a Bruno Mars type for the music. That's all I got to say. And, you know, not, you know, President Obama hit hit his speech right out right out the park. Um, he he also did a fantastic job. He, his his speech that he had, his little address, he hit it right out the park. If the one little gripe I have against it is that it seemed like to me that 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 uh, television special had a bias towards schools that were in California. It was—it was like every five seconds, you know, we're going to another high school in the state of California. I'm like, guys, th- there are other high school students that are graduating that don't live in California. I mean, for Christ's sakes, give us a give us a sight of a high school in Omaha, Nebraska, Baltimore, Maryland, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. I mean, it was—it was. I felt like that there was like some sort of a California bias there because all they kept freaking showing was uh was california high schools but other than that little tidbit gripe the whole thing was uh the whole thing was magnificent and shout out to lebron james and barack obama for being the uh you know for i guess for being the organizers of that a nice little uh tribute to the class of 2020 so i want to thank you for listening to another episode of a tis podcast if you like what you heard or, and, or new to the show, be sure to subscribe, share with your friends and family, follow me on Twitter, at DJ Shield. follow the show on Twitter, at Amantel underscore it, is. Black Lives Matter, everybody, we are, we do matter, and we are important, take care, stay safe, talk to you later.